welcome back to Casey on the Island, guys, a podcast where I do interviews here on my island in my kitchen of my very own home. Y'all, this audio version is available on my website at caseyjohnsmusic.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you guys have had an amazing week. Uh, Y'all, it's been a minute since I did my last episode, but mostly it's because I haven't really had anyone to interview. I have been on the road uh, like crazy lately. Every single weekend I've been out of town and uh, when I'm here during the week, I'm just on the computer working or or networking and, and doing something. So I'm really happy to, to be back and doing the podcast again. I've got uh, a couple Wednesdays coming up in the next few weeks that will have some really cool interviews. Um, we are also currently in the process of putting together a radio tour. We're planning the tour for next year. We're re-releasing Whiskey Break, uh, my single um, that I wrote with Billy Smiley last year, and we're releasing it as a radio version. So check it out. Um, the Whiskey Break radio version music video was released yesterday on YouTube. Go check it out on YouTube. Y'all, I was so excited about uh, this video. All my favorite people were in it, and uh, we just had a blast. We filmed it here in Nashville at Puckett's downtown, and uh, it was open to the public. Lots of people came out, and it was just really fun. Like, all my friends were there. It was amazing. So hope you guys check the video out on YouTube. Um, today, I just got back from Florida. Uh, we went over to Gainesville, Florida and played a private party. And uh, yeah, this week I'm happy to announce that I'm spending the entire week in Nashville, my home. Uh, y'all, I've been on the road so much that I, it just feels good to just play some shows in town. I, When I'm here, I don't usually only get to play, I think this month I only played maybe one or two shows here in Nashville. So I'm so excited. I'm spending the entire weekend here in Nashville. So come see me live. Um, Thursday, I'm going to be at the Redneck Riviera rooftop, 12 to 4, with Rob Reiser. Uh, Friday, I'm going to be at Redneck Rooftop again, 12 to 4, with the amazing Rob Reiser. And uh, Saturday, come and check me out. I'm going to be at Old Red Rooftop in Nashville. I always play the Old Red in Gatlinburg. Um, but yeah, this will be the first time I'm actually playing the one here in Nashville. I always seem to just go up to the mountains and play it up there. But I'm going to be with uh, Mr. Tim Baumgartner, um, who was actually the inspiration for Whiskey Break, if you want to hear that story. Um I can absolutely tell you guys that story in another podcast, but we're going to be there Saturday from 12 to 4. Come check it out. It'll be fun. Uh, and then Sunday, I didn't post this on my social media because I literally just got the show uh, like an hour ago, but I'm going to be um, at AJ's uh, on the second floor, acoustic from 4 to 8 p.m. I think Zach Brown is playing that night. So if you guys are going to the... Um, uh, the concert, come and hang out with me. It'll be fun. Pre-party, you know? So, uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for always listening to the podcast, y'all. This podcast comes out every single Wednesday. Unfortunately, the last couple weeks, like I said, I've been on the road, so I haven't been able to put out an interview. But today's guest I am interviewing is an artist that I've been jamming with recently. I've mentioned mentioned his name like twice in this interview so far. Um, we played some show shows together uh, this week in Nashville, and he's just a sweetheart of a person. Uh, he's got great energy. You will always see him smiling in town. And he just he just loves his job performing. And as a songwriter, I really, really enjoyed getting to hear his story and what brought him here as an artist and, uh, you know, 
every artist has their own story. And I, I think it's really inspiring to hear other other artists' stories and how they got here and what brought them to music and, um, you know, what makes them them. So let's get right to it. And I hope you guys enjoy this amazing interview with Rob Reiser. said, who's this guy? Match is a joke. He's a nobody. He'll probably just choke. He don't stand a chance. It's on the champion. I laughed in the one eyes. He's undefeated. Around here, he's a guy. Dad told me, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. So here is my shot. I'll give it everything I've got I'm the challenger I'm stepping in the ring I nothing But my hopes and dreams Blood, sweat, and tears Long road it took to get here Man, I swear I might go down fighting But you better believe it still be on my feet If it was around 13 I can promise you to Casey on the island. Today we have Rob Verizer in the house. How you doing? I'm great. How about you, Casey? So good. It's so good to see you. So good to be here. Thanks for having me. So I met you uh, playing downtown. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the first time I met you was at a writer's round. Yes. I was sitting right next to you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Where I don't remember what the name of the uh, the bar was that we played at. I think at. it was at the local. It was at the local. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. So have you been doing a ton of writer's rounds lately? As much as I can. Yeah. Like I used to, because I play so much downtown that I used to be like, oh, I don't want to do this round because, you know, it's it's three songs and like you're trying to deliver in three songs versus like a Broadway gig, which is four hours of like more of like a marathon. Like you don't have to be like on perfectly for four hours, whereas like three songs going to deliver and my voice is always so tired that I kind of got out of it for a bit. And now I'm just like, it doesn't matter. Like I need to be in that headspace i need to be around those kind of people i need to be putting my songs out there whether it's the absolute best representation of them or not it doesn't even matter i just need to be in that scene yeah absolutely because i mean you play downtown pretty pretty often like what yeah. six days a week five days a week maybe yeah usually you're down five there or six. yeah you're down there a lot where are you playing now um mostly at redneck riviera that's kind of like my home base um and then i play consistently at johnny cash's um, and basically anywhere else that I get asked to do, I've done a lot at like Luke Bryan's like acoustic stuff lately, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I stay busy. I wish I could do more, but there's limits. <laughs> I mean, we do have to sleep sometimes, right? Rob, right? <laughs> That's amazing. So where are you from originally? I'm from upstate New York. Like okay. not the part of New York that people think is New York. Like I always get so much crap for being a Yankee, but like <laughs> people don't realize down here, like. Honestly, where I'm from, New York is more country than anywhere within an hour of Nashville. You know, it's like little town, like has 1,100 people in it. Like, didn't even have a post office. Like, a red light didn't even exist in the town when I was there. It was so like it's yeah. Upstate New York is so beautiful, and it's so different than what people think is New York. So, how did you get into music? Like, um, growing up in that area, did you have people around you that played? Uh, not really. Um, and that actually kind of is what led to me playing guitar, but. Um, I just 
you know, going through like both like your typical growing up pains and then also like parents going through a divorce and all that. Like I really turned towards music to like keep myself in a good place and keep myself sane. And, you know, during that time that like alt rock movement with like really deep lyrics and inspiring mm -hmm. lyrics and just that was all going on. And those bands, like they carried me through that period of time. And like, I remember like sitting there thinking like, these songs, these lyrics, they did so much for me. I want to do that for other people. Mm -hmm. And like at that point, I think I showed signs of like having it in me to be a performer, but was never like a singer, was never picked up an instrument and just like was able to do it. Um, I just love the way music affected me and I wanted to affect other people that way. So yeah. I started to write songs and I started to try to learn how to sing. And then because like I didn't have a neighbor for a mile down the road and I was a kid, I was like, well, I need a guitar player. I guess I'm going to have to learn how to play guitar. And yeah, begged my dad for a couple of <laughs> years to let me buy a guitar. And finally he let me buy an acoustic and became obsessed with it and just took over my life. That's incredible. So you just, you just kind of jumped right into it. So were you like trying to get gigs at that point? Like how young were you when you like played in a bar? Oh man. Cause we, um, we have all the stories about like yeah. I was 15, couldn't drink, you know? And I definitely did some underage bar gigs that mm -hmm. I shouldn't have been in. Um, but I don't think I was mostly playing like my high school's like shows and stuff like that. Yeah. We did like unplugged shows and the high school rock show. And then I play like community days and stuff like that. But I started playing, I started singing and writing when I was probably like 13 or 14. Oh wow. Okay. Picked really up guitar young. like 14 or 15. Um, and it was all just really about writing at that point. Like mm -hmm. I just wanted to write music and I was just doing it for me. Mm -hmm. Like there really wasn't like an outward, like I'm going to like, when, I, when they say, like, build a career, like, I wasn't thinking, like, I want to, like, build a business with music. I just, like, wanted to, like, write songs that people connected with and write songs for me. Mm -hmm. And when I look back at that, that like, period of my writing, it was just, like, it was, like, so honest and just, like, just serving that purpose. And it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of cool to read that back on that, that period. But it was really just, like, I want to affect people the way songs affected me at that point. Yeah. Do you go back and read like your old lyrics? I and do. Your old notebooks and stuff. I did it recently, and I was like, "There's some stuff that's savable here." Like, <laughs> like I want to make it a thing to like, if if I'm releasing music throughout my life, I want to like occasionally like pull one back from that era. Yeah. Know? It's just like I said, it's like a certain thing that like you just I couldn't capture now because I'm mm -hmm. not in that that place. You know. I did that recently, where so every time I move, I have to go through you know all of our all of our stuff, and uh, I found like tons of like old notebooks and storage. And I'm like, you, like I went through some of my stuff and I was like, Oh, this stuff is kind of like, like you said, that's very honest when you're writing at such a young age. I feel like it's more honest. Yeah. And it's just genuine. You for know? the right reason. Yeah, yeah. Totally for the right reasons. Yeah. You're not thinking about an audience or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So kind of digressing into, uh, your writing style like how do you think you write now like are you, are you, what kind of style do you write now do you write country rock country pop or yeah like, what's your style of writing so i guess i have different hats that i wear like rob that goes into a co-write is a completely different rob that's sitting there on the kitchen floor and like gets an idea and just it comes out mm -hmm. um so i guess i have two kinds of ways of writing like that and you know doing the nashville co-writing style you usually go in with an idea mm -hmm. and a purpose um but the songs that I love and the ones that I usually keep are the ones that just kind of come out. Mm -hmm. Like, um, the latest song that I wrote that I'm like playing and like considering doing something with literally I was just sitting on the kitchen floor with my guitar, came up with like a John Mary kind of guitar part. And then like a, a line popped in my head and I just ran with it. And, and I think like 
the songs that I'm most proud of and the ones that I connect with the most, not necessarily the most commercial ones, but the ones that I hold on to for mm -hmm. me, usually start like that. They just kind of come out and um, just really naturally. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, like you kind of become aware that it's happening and then mm -hmm. you go into that mode. And I always try to like when that's happening just capture the whole song then because mm -hmm. a lot of times if you like leave that space it's hard to get back into it yeah. you know because that's kind of more um you know like a like just like a purely creative way of writing songs versus like when you're in a co-writer situation it's it's more like formulaic like you're you know you're writing for a purpose and it's more like your intelligent side yeah. doing that um so i try to capture those like in the moment and get as much of it as i can and then kind of refine later but it usually will start with like music that brings me to an emotion and then a line will come and then it all just kind of comes out from there. That's incredible. I love, I love hearing everyone's stories about how they write music. And, yeah, it's amazing. Because everyone has their own style yeah. and, it's, and it's beautiful to me. So do you prefer writing alone or do you prefer co-writes? So I always wrote alone before I moved to Nashville. Mm -hmm. And then I got into the co-writing thing and I just realized when I would, co-write like it was really cool because i come up with stuff that i wouldn't like topics and like ways of writing that i wouldn't have done on my own mm -hmm. but then i was finding myself not connected to them for a while and i love songwriting but like my mentality when i'm writing is usually to write for me as an artist and i was finding myself just like cataloging these songs and just putting them away and then when the pandemic hit you know i kind of just had to write on my own um, so it kind of like pushed, put me back in like my old writing style of just sitting there writing for me. And that was the best thing for me because I think at that point I was kind of getting burnt out yeah. a little bit from the co-writing scene. Um, just feeling like I had to do that because I was in Nashville and mm -hmm. like forgetting about how I originally wrote songs and how it originally came to me. And then all of a sudden I started writing stuff that like meant something to me again. Like it, it like kind of just reinvigorated me as a songwriter. Mm -hmm. Um, now I'm trying to be like open with both sides of that yeah. and like try to let both sides happen as they will. That's incredible. I love that. So how did, when you brought up COVID, how did COVID affect your, your music and what did you do during that time? I mean, I, I don't want to compare to other artists, but like yeah. it obviously affected everyone, but I feel like it affected me a little more particularly because I was like in a launch phase. Mm -hmm. um, I had just moved to Nashville six months before recorded my first like real professionally done single. And you know, it was like literally the day that we were in the studio was March 16th. And then the world shut down like two days later. Okay. Um, and the project kind of got pushed back and pushed back. And then when studios did open back up again, there was more important people that needed to get in. I got yeah. my, it got bumped by Carrie Underwood two different times. <laughs> and oh, then, no. and then by Megadeth, like the studio <laughs> I was recording at, they were there. And, um, so I, at that, that time had, a plan where you know the single is going to be recorded in March, released in late April, and then I had dates booked behind it. Basically, mm -hmm. April, May, I was going to be out of town on an East Coast run, and then I wanted to play Nashville during the summer when it's busy, and then I had dates booked through the fall that started back on the East Coast and worked their way out west. Mm -hmm. And um, super small, like there was just me and my acoustic guitar was the plan, but I was going to get out there and launch this single, and it was going to be my big, you know, entrance into the world. Well. All those dates except one canceled. I think there was God. 34 dates and one didn't cancel and it was in like Idaho. Wow. Yeah. It was in Nevada City, Idaho, I think it was. Or Iowa. Nevada City, Iowa. It was the okay. only date that didn't cancel. Um, but Nashville stayed relatively open aside from a couple of brief period of time. So I was gigging a ton. Finally got the single out in late August. Um, and I learned a lot from it in mm -hmm. terms of like 
what I want to do in the future and what I don't want to do again. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it's kind of hard to build off of that without the ability to be out there into the world. Um, so I'm glad I went through that, but now I kind of have to go back to the drawing board of like, how am I going to like build my, my fan base and build Mm -hmm. my following, um, behind the next project that release. Yeah. So during COVID, did you do any of the live streams and stuff that people did. were doing? Yeah. Did so you I, find that that was really beneficial to what you're doing? It kept me sane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kept us social. Yeah. Um, but there's just like, I thrive on like the connection. Like music mm-hmm. for me is all about connection. And like, I appreciated the live streams and, and like was grateful for them, but it just didn't do it for me as a performer. Okay. Um, so I went out and I was like one of the first people that were back on Broadway, even when there was no money in it. Like there was times when I was losing money playing, but I just had to play. Like I didn't have a choice. Um, and I was taking every gig I could. And I, I think the most gigs I ever took was actually like right when we first got out of quarantine, when Nashville kind of first opened back up before mm-hmm. it shut down again. Um, just cause I just needed that. I just needed to be out there. Yeah. You needed the connection. Yeah. 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 I feel that. That's really cool. So what did you do before, music like before you came to nashville what were you doing um i had a personal training business okay i had a training studio up in new york um i did that in music i also had like a sales job that was like appointment based in between so i was always staying busy mm-hmm. and then like literally any chance i can get out it's down here in nashville and it just got to the point where it was like why am i not in nashville yeah um but I'd established myself so much in the other endeavors I had that it was just kind of hard to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had like a huge turning point in my life when I lost my dad. And I like he was like in his 60s but still had so many dreams mm-hmm. that he never went for because of his business and his family and all the things that he had to take care of in his life. And I just like all of a sudden couldn't do things that didn't align with like my goals for my life. Mm-hmm. I like, like my sales job. Like I went from like rocking it to like literally just like, just couldn't do it. Um, and I knew I reached that point where I was just like, I, I have to pursue what's meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I recognized that change in me and I was like, all right, well we're going to Nashville. Like we're doing that thing. And six yeah. months after that, I moved down here. That's incredible. I love that. That's a really beautiful story. Thanks. It it just, it wasn't even a choice though. Like at that point, like I'd always wanted to move to Nashville. I've been talking about moving to Nashville for 10 years, (laughs) but at that point it was just like, I had to. Yeah. And you had no choice. Yeah. I knew that if I didn't, like, even if I failed per se, which I I don't even think failure is a real thing when you're pursuing your dreams. Yeah. But even if I didn't, you know, achieve the things I wanted to achieve, I knew that I wouldn't be able to live with myself in the future Mm -hmm. if I didn't just go do it. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you feel now? Like, are you loving Nashville? Are you super happy about the way things Man, are going now? So and- that's a hard question okay. because Nashville is my favorite place in the world. And Nashville also drives me crazy. Like it would <laughs> any artist. It's a tough town. You yeah. know, it's, um, it's, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. I'm going to start by saying that, but you know, Nashville has a lot of competition and a lot of people that are trying to take your money and promising you this and promising you that. Um, but at the same time, like everything's here, mm-hmm. like, um, and there's so much creativity here and there's so many inspiring people that I get to meet like you <laughs> that like, you know, like they just, they're like shining lights in all the craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's my favorite place ever. Um, and there's also times where I'm just like, I want to get out of <laughs> here, but I know that I'm going to always have a part of me in Nashville for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. 
That's incredible. So what's up next for you? Like as far as music goes, as far as show goes and touring, like what's going on? What does your fall and winter look like right now? So right now I'm focused on the next batch of music I'm putting out. And um, I actually just woke up to a proposal this morning. Um, I've got a couple avenues I'm thinking about doing with how the music's going to be produced and released. Um, I, I'm at the point where like, I released one song to the world that was like kind of commercial, but maybe not as commercial country as it could have been. Um, but I was, I was like, I released a song that I was like, if this is the only thing I ever release, I'm okay with. But now I have like other sides of me I need to show. Like I've got a song that's like completely not commercial. That's about quitting drinking, like breaking the cycle of alcoholism that I want to put out there because when I play it, it connects with people that mm-hmm. need to hear it. They tell me, um, I've got more of a fun song and then I also have a pretty, pretty into, like beautiful love song that I want to put out and I've got all these different sides of me. So I don't feel like I'm at the point where I can just be like, this is my next single. Let me go do it. I mm-hmm. feel like I need to like record, um, kind of a project, but then in the climate we're in, we're like, it's very singles driven. Yeah. Um, I want to record this in a way where they're meant to be released as singles but then in the end, when I'm all done releasing these singles, it's a cohesive project. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, an EP of like anywhere from like five to eight songs is yeah. what I'm looking for. Like, you know, releasing it through 22. Um, and at the end of it, you know, having all these different sides of me out there so that I feel like creatively fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like putting music out there that's going to help me build as an artist and build a following too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. I can't wait to hear your new music. I'm so excited. I mean, I'm a fan of everything that you you do. I, you know, I see you play downtown and we've played, you know, a couple shows together and I always have a blast jamming with you. So I'm really excited to hear like what you have coming up in the next year. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm deciding the avenue in that and I'm always going to keep playing downtown. You know, I, I love playing in Nashville for all the craziness that it is. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I've also been trying to venture out and that the world's kind of opening up, you know, go play some dates out of town. Yeah. Um, went up to Wisconsin, went to New York, got plans for Florida at the end of this month. So just trying to get back out there again. I love it. Oh man, it's crazy, but I wouldn't change a thing. So where can people find you on social media if they want to go find you? Um, so I actually changed my artist name. Um, a few months ago because no one can spell my last name. So I have a brand new Instagram that's Rob Riser Music. Okay. Um, and that's really where I'm kind of focusing my attention on is that. Um, and I actually just have my single on Spotify right now because in a world where like Spotify plays or everything, I'm kind of trying to drive traffic towards Spotify. So mm-hmm. Instagram and Spotify is where I'm kind of focusing now. But, you know, I've got Rob Riser and Facebook too. Um, but um, that's something I'm really trying to focus on more of an artist. I guess like I, I always begrudgingly did social media in the past mm-hmm. because you had to. And you can tell that like it wasn't something that was like super inspiring to me. But I, I definitely see its value more now. Yeah. Um, and I want to connect with people. And as I get to like play different places or when people from out of town come in, it's kind of the only way you get to really connect with that. And, yeah. and that's kind of like inspiring me more to like put stuff out there. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Well, everybody go find Rob Reiser music. And, uh, okay. Just one more question I want to ask for you. Yeah. Um, what kind of advice would you give someone if they were planning to move to Nashville? Cause you, you basically just, you just made the leap. You just did it. Yeah. And so what kind of advice would you give someone if they're kind of still on the fence of whether they want to move here or not? Just do it because only because you love music only because you have to, um, this is not an industry like hard work is everything. And it's always going to move you forward in life, but it's not an industry that you can 
get into because you want to make money and be famous. Like, because like people that are insanely talented, way more talented than me sometimes don't even make it. Um, you just have to do it for the right reasons because you love music. Um, and do it smart too. save your money. Um, you know, be careful the kind of people that you're going to spend it with. Like all artists, we've all made mistakes with that. Um, but just, and hone your craft, like spend the time, like be ready. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's amazing. Well, Rob Reiser, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. This was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, hopefully we'll see you soon. All right. challenger